Welcome to the Love Reimagined Podcast. If you're tired of hearing about a God who is supposedly represented perfectly through Jesus, but is less kind than you, your grandma, and even Hitler, this podcast is for you. We welcome you to join Joe Chadburn, that's me, and friends as we reimagine Father through the perfect lens of Christ. Now, we occasionally tip a few sacred cows, but be assured that no members of the bovine species were harmed during the recording of this episode you are about to enjoy. Hey everyone, it's Joe Chadburn. I'm here live uh, via StreamYard. I've been looking forward to talking about this topic that is near and dear to my heart. I know that everybody can't uh, can't watch, and I decided to go live within a half hour's time. So, just want you to know that uh, this will be recorded in its entirety. I'll also break it down into uh, topics and subtopics, probably answer questions and uh, and post videos on YouTube, and then be sharing things on my website and on Facebook uh, regarding this time. Um, Feel free to comment. I will see your comments, uh, hopefully here on StreamYard. And uh, any questions that you have, I'd be more than happy to answer them uh, to the best of my knowledge. And uh, what I do want to start out saying is God is love and God loves everyone. And God couldn't possibly, because love is who he is, he couldn't possibly love Israelis or Palestinians any more or less than he does right now, because he is love. And I can't uh, reiterate that enough. Uh, the Jesus I serve loves all of humanity. He's the one that I follow. He's the one that uh, instead of uh, becoming violent or retaliating or even defending himself, he gave us an example. And that perfect example was the cross. And the Bible says in uh, 2 Corinthians 5.19 that God was in Christ reconciling the cosmos, the world, everybody and everything to himself. And uh, Jesus alone, I believe, is the brightness of the Father's glory, the express image of his person, the only one who could say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we get a perfect picture of who God the Father is, of who love is through Jesus. I'm not one who places the Old Testament. As much as I love the Old Testament, I appreciate it. I understand that they did not have a revelation. They did not see Jesus face to face. They didn't hear him teach. They did not have this perfect revelation of who God was. Jesus is God's perfect selfie. They were groping in the dark, learning uh, about this God, formulating their opinions, uh, and uh, yes, they, they were inspired to write down uh, their journey and their thoughts about that journey and who they thought God was. But again, they were groping in the dark. They were in the shadows because the substance had not yet come. And that substance 
is the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's really important when we're talking, you know, about this topic or any topic to look at it through a, um, through the lens of Jesus Christ and of who he is. And I want to say this, if there's something uh, that would offend my conscience, okay, as a human being, as a Christian, if it would offend my conscience, if some, if France did a deed against uh, people in its own borders, um, people that they had occupied, if the Russians were oppressing people, an apartheid government anywhere, uh, I would oppose. So if there's some sort of exception that I make for atrocities, because I think my God ordains it, I really need to rethink that, especially if my God is love, and if I am going to frame this through the perfect lens of the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, feel free to comment. Uh, I should be seeing those comments and uh, would love to, to get people's input and to answer any questions that you might have. Now, one thing that I want to, uh, to start out with here is when people talk about, and this is what a lot of Christians are really afraid. I, my formal theological training was rooted in, in Zionism, okay, deeply rooted in it. So I know the talking points. I know the fears. I know the, uh, I, I know the false doctrine is what I know. Um, and I, I've, I've learned uh, since then through further theological study, studying, studying history, studying culture, uh, and learning from Palestinian Christians and uh, people from the East, Christians from the East, that, uh, that my views were very skewed and really had their genesis uh, in the 1800s. And these do not back, <laughs> date all the way back uh, to Jesus Christ, to the first century apostles, or to the church fathers whatsoever. So this is, this is important, what I'm going to share here. But here's the key scripture that people like John Hagee and others, Christian Zionists, like to, to bring up here is Genesis 12, 1 through 3. And it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get you unto your country from your kindred and from your father's house unto a land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, a great family. Okay, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you and and curse him that curses you. And in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now, some people look at that verse and I used to look at, at, at that passage there and say, whoa, if I come again, people bring this. This is what they what they actually preach, that if you speak against the nation state, the geopolit the Western geopolitical construct, okay, of Israel, the modern day uh, country that's led by uh, the occupier in chief, Benjamin Netanyahu, that uh, if you go against his policies, if you're against a particular government, okay, that the, that you are going to be cursed, and nothing could be further from the truth, okay? And this is really brought forth in the New Covenant, because here, here's the bottom line here. Jesus Christ is the consummate fulfillment of Israel. Israel means prince with God. Jesus is the prince of peace. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. 
and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Okay? Yeah. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Jesus Christ is the consummate fulfillment of Israel. Okay? And those who are Christ are Abraham's seed, the Bible teaches, and heirs according to the promise. And I'm going to get into that in just a moment. But this is really important. And this is an all-encompassing uh, universal thing, okay? So when he says he's going to make of him a great nation, we have to understand the new covenant. First Peter 2.9 says, but you are a chosen generation. Peter's a Jew. He's speaking to a predominantly uh, Jewish church. He's speaking to, to Jews here predominantly, okay? We get to read it 2,000 years later. But the church uh, started out distinctly Jewish, never stopped having its Jewish essence, and has always been made of both Jew and Gentile. See, God never replaced Israel. He redefined Israel in and, and fulfilled Israel in and expanded Israel in the person of Jesus Christ. Now he says, 1 Peter 2, 9, Peter says, Jewish Peter says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. This is the great nation. This is God's great project to bless all nations of the earth. This is about spirit, not geography, okay? This is not about, about uh, uh, violating every single one of the Beatitudes and trampling on the Sermon of the Mount for somebody's eschatology, okay? Violating one's conscience when people are being killed and abused, uh, when there's apartheid and bombing and all of these crazy things, persecution that goes on every single day to, yes, our Christian Palestinian brothers and sisters, okay, in Bethlehem, the West Bank, and elsewhere, all right? There are Christian Palestinians. You don't hear that in a lot of churches. You don't hear it on the news. And there are many Christian, there are many Muslim Palestinians who are also precious in God's sight. So God isn't a racist. God is not a real estate agent. God is not about apartheid. God is not about having an ethnic Jewish uh, racist state, okay? Uh, that, that uh, wow, that persecutes its indigenous inhabitants that many that they've driven out of the land and they've been, they've been persecuting and killing and doing horrible things to ever since, since, since the, the, the genesis of the Nakba in going on for, for 73 years now, the genesis of the Nakba in 1948. So this holy nation is a universal thing. Galatians 3, 16 through 18, uh, the Bible says, Now to Abraham and his seed, singular, were the promises made. He says not, and to seeds, it's not plural, as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, which is Christ. See, this goes back to Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Jesus is that seed. This is not the geopolitical uh, construct of the West, the, the apartheid state of Israel as it is known today. All right. Uh, now to Abraham and his seed where the promise is made. He says not and to seeds. Again, it's not plural as of many, but as of one and to your seed, which is Christ. Wow. So Christ is that seed. And then the Bible goes on to tell us that in Galatians, that if we are, are Christ, we are Abraham's seed 
and heirs according to the promise. Okay, Galatians 3, 26 through 29. I'm going to read it. For you are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Okay, he broke down the middle wall of partition. <laughs> Ephesians said, and made us one. There's no one new man. There's one new temple. There's one new priesthood, okay? There is one new Jerusalem who the Bible says in Galatians is the mother of us all. There is no need to undo what Jesus has already done, okay? To, to create some geopolitical construct. It's so much bigger than that. God wants us to love all nations and all people. And yes, that includes Jews, that includes Muslims, Hindus, that includes everybody. If they worship the flying spaghetti monster, God loves them and they're already included whether they're participating or not. God was in Christ reconciling the cosmos to himself. This is not about us and them. It's not about exclusion. It's all about inclusion that's God's plan. So I'm going to I'm going to go back to my screen here and see if we've got uh, any comments. All right, Anthony Vernon said, "Dude, this is so good. Such important stuff you're sharing. Thank you." All right, uh, uh, Saleh Khalil, thank you, my brother. Thank you. I, I I do appreciate that so much. For some reason, I'm not getting the comments on uh, on the Streamyard, so I'm going to flip back and forth to the things that you guys are saying. Does anybody have uh, any questions at this point? Uh, if not, I'm going to uh, I'm going to kind of roll on a little bit here. All right. Feel free again to comment. Feel free to uh, yeah share any questions that you might have. I definitely want to uh, want to answer those and uh, yeah and re respond to you here. Okay, all right. So getting back to this um, to this whole thing. Okay, God never again. God never paused or replaced Israel. He fulfilled, redefined, and expanded His people Israel. Through the perfect prince with God, that is the Lord Jesus Christ, and ultimately the cosmos contained in him. If you're Abraham's seed, who, <laughs> wow, we are his seed through Christ. There's one seed, and because we are Christ, we are one with him, and we are counted as Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. This is not limited to any uh, religious or ethnic group. This is something for everyone. Again, everyone is included and invited to participate. That's the good news of the finished work of Christ, okay? So th this is important. That Jesus is Abraham's seed, and so are we through him, all right? God is the father of all nations. Here's the thing. Old covenant Israel was a vehicle, not a destination, the all-inclusive Christ is. I want to say that again. Old Covenant Israel was a vehicle, not a destination. The all-inclusive Christ is. And we're in him. He's in us. He's here for us, for all of humanity. So I, I am just so thankful for that today. All right? And uh, 
It's my position that the one new man made up of Jew and Gentile in Messiah is uh, the barometer of what's happening in the world today. Uh, Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. Evil will not win. The church will be a perpetual thing. And this church isn't some Gentile, weird, uh, anti-Jewish or un-Jewish entity. It, have, it has its roots, okay, in, uh, in Judaism. And we're, we're thankful for that. And we do believe that Jesus is Israel's Messiah, but we believe that we are included in Israel. And Israel is now a universal spiritual <laughs> uh, being, if you will, uh, entity, and not, uh, not a piece of real estate somewhere that God wants us uh, you know, to support the violation of the Sermon of the Mount, of the Beatitudes, and of the person of Jesus Christ, of the, the fruit of the Spirit. He doesn't want that to happen, okay? Now, he also says, now unto him, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, unto him be glory in the ecclesia, the church. And again, that's not an anti-Jewish word. That's a Jewish thing, okay? By Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. It's Jewish and it's all inclusive, okay? The Bible teaches that he is not a Jew who is who is one outwardly, but one who is one inwardly by the circumcision of the heart. And that's available to all. And wow, something that we can be really thankful for. But the church is there, world without end, <laughs> beyond the, the ages, uh, ages without end, ageless, okay, for all generations. The church is not going anywhere, again, comprised and, and had its genesis with Jews, okay, was exclusively Jewish to begin with and never, ha never has left, lost its uh, Jewish flair. So that's very, very important, okay? Um, yeah, Jesus said the meek will inherit the earth. I'm glad for that. One generation passes away, another generation comes, uh, but the earth abides forever. So God is not, we are not on a trajectory for destruction. We are on, if of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. I am looking forward to beautiful things, and I believe that there can be peaceful coexistence in the Holy Land and all over the globe, all right? Now, this is so important for people to understand. Uh, some people will go to that, they're, they're going to quote Jesus and say, well, uh, you know, um, heaven and earth are going to uh, are going to pass away, okay? Uh, you don't understand what heaven and earth means then, because Jesus said in the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24, that, that heaven and earth would pass away, but his words would not pass away that he spoke there. He also said that all those things that he spoke in Matthew 24 in the Olivet Discourse would be fulfilled in that generation. So heaven and earth have passed away. Heaven, earth, and the sea, to any uh, first century Jew, they understood what that meant. That stood for the temple, okay? And Jerusalem as they knew it, was there heaven and earth uh, and sea. Heaven being the most holy place or the holy of holies, uh, earth being the, um, the holy place, 
And then the outer court being the sea where the laver, which was called the sea, was. And they understood that as the destruction of the temple, which did happen in that generation in A.D. 70, just as Jesus predicted it. And Matthew 5.18 says, uh, you know, not one jot or tittle shall pass from the law until, <laughs> until uh, you know, heaven and earth shall pass. Not one uh, jot or tittle, heaven and earth shall pass away, is what he said. Sorry, heaven and earth shall pass away before one jot or tittle, okay, pass from the law. So according to that, if heaven and earth still haven't passed away, we are still under the law. We should still be having blood sacrifices, okay? Um, so this is, this is just... Uh, we should still have a Levitical priesthood, which we can't have and never can be reestablished because all of the uh, the genealogical records of the Levites and everybody else, the official ones, were burned when, when uh, Jerusalem was destroyed in A.D. 70. So what, what is happening, you know, uh, today is we're living in a, we are a new creation. There's a new heaven and a new earth. Okay. God didn't burn you when you became, <laughs> when you were a new, became a new creation. Uh, that didn't happen. Just like he's, he didn't have to burn the earth literally. Okay. This happened in AD 70 and the elements. Okay. All of the religious stuff, the sacrifices, the priesthood, the temple, all of the instruments, all of that, the elements did burn in a fervent heat. Okay. So if heaven and earth hasn't passed away, according to Matthew 5, 18, then you're still under the law. Okay. Uh, you, and you still have to have a physical temple, uh, physical sacrifices, a Levitical priesthood, all of that stuff. It's still an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. We need to be stoning adulterous women and uh, disrespectful teenage boys, but that's not the truth because according to Jesus' definition, heaven and earth passed away, okay? So those things that Jesus speaks of, and I've done a series on this with Colin McIntyre. You can go to my YouTube channel and we talk about Matthew 24. We break down Matthew 24 because that's what premillennial dispensationalists, that's the primary uh, text, uh, along with some others that we talk about in depth that they'll use to justify uh, you know, their position that Jesus isn't really the prince with God, that Jesus is not the consummate fulfillment of Israel, and that Jesus is not Abraham's seed, and we are not Abraham's seed because we're in Christ and heirs according to the promise, they still limit this to geography instead of this being a beautiful universal thing. So this is this is very important. Okay, I'm going to flip back to my screen, see if we have any questions, and then I've got uh, got something else that uh, that I'll chime in with here. Okay, yes, uh, Mario, yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. The new heaven and new earth, absolutely. Revelation, um, and that generation was the first century. We are, uh, Reem, we are praying for you in Gaza. We know that there's bombing uh, bombing everywhere, and I have been praying, and uh, and we will continue. I encourage everyone who is uh, watching or listening, uh, pray for Gaza. Pray for our dear Palestinian brothers and sisters. This is, uh, this is so uh, important here, okay? You know, here's what many futurists believe, Christian Zionists. They believe that God has damned Jews to eternal conscious torment for the past 2,000 years and wants to gather as many as possible, okay? Jam them in, 
uh, at the expense of Palestinians, dead or alive, Christians included, okay, wants to gather as many Jews as possible to an apartheid geopolitical construct in the Middle East in order to destroy two-thirds of them and damn them to eternal conscious torment. That's not my Jesus. And, and you have to have a crazy reading of the Bible to ever understand it that way and not understand what happened in A.D. 70, okay? Um, John Hagee claims that Jesus never called himself Israel's Messiah, but Jesus clearly did in John 4, 25 and 26, okay? I'm, go I'm going to read this. Jesus is the consummate fulfillment of Israel. He's Abraham's seed. We are Abraham's seed in Christ and heirs according to the promise that transcends geography, okay? When you, when you take something that is spiritual and universal and turn it into something that is carnal and geographic, uh, it's no wonder that you're violating uh, the Sermon on the Mount. There's no wonder you don't uh, encourage turning the other cheek. It's no wonder you don't think the peacemakers can be blessed because you don't think that peace can be accomplished. I understand. I used to be there at one point, but I no longer see things that way. Okay. Now, this is the cool thing. Okay. John 4, 25 and 26. Uh, the woman says to Jesus, the woman at the well, I know that when uh, Messiah comes, which is called Christ, when he comes, he'll tell us all things. Verse 26, Jesus says, I that speak to you am he. Jesus is Israel's Messiah. Paul said, <laughs> Paul made it very clear that Jesus was the prince with God and that we are, uh, are inhabitants and, and citizens of the commonwealth of Israel. Now, that's powerful. Hebrews 12 tells us that we've already come unto Mount Zion. This is a spiritual entity. This is, this is written to believers. This is a spiritual thing. You can read it. It's, it's clear as day, okay? Now, this, this, yeah, Ephesians 2 said, Jesus broke down the middle wall of partition and made us one. Please stop trying to uh, rebuild that wall or think that God rebuilds that wall for some dispensation. He doesn't, he, and he will not. He, unto him be glory in the church <laughs> throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. The ecclesia made up of Jew and Gentile, this one new man. Philippians 3.3 3 says, we're the circumcision which worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Wow. This is beautiful. Okay. Uh, a lot of people use the, uh, the scripture here, Romans 11.25, for I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits that blindness in part happened to Israel until, until the fullness of Gentiles become in okay and then he and then he goes on to say and and through this in this way if you look at, at the greek and understand it okay in this way through the gentiles coming in okay will will this be the fullness okay uh, of israel and this is this is really let me look at that this i'll i'll hit on that later okay but uh, this is really important for, for God as Romans 11.32 says, for God has concluded them all in unbelief that he might have mercy 
upon all, okay? God's way, what I was showing you in, in Romans 11, that a lot of people don't understand that, is the way that God was going to bring in the fullness of Israel had to be through adding Gentiles, but it has never excluded Jews. I'll break that down in a, in a video in the, uh, in the near future. But again, this is a universal thing. This is a spiritual thing. This is an inclusive thing. So this is, this is very important, all right? Um, so people would say, does the modern apartheid geopolitical construct of Israel have a right to exist? Um, I would say that's not the right question, okay? I would say I want all people to exist, and I believe Jesus wants all people to exist. I believe it's the Christian thing, the human thing to want all people to exist and not be oppressed, okay, um, and, and to be treated right. So I believe the question is, uh, <laughs> how can we bring about peaceful coexistence? And I don't believe it's by the United States sending $3.8 billion, billion a year to Israel. Okay, uh, I don't believe that's how it happens. Over ten million dollars each day, and then they're lighting up my timeline. I get these ads to help Jewish uh, victims from the Holocaust. Now, if you don't care about your own people from the Holocaust, and you'd rather oppress people with that money, that is absolutely crazy. Okay, so again, it's time to rethink that theology. Matter of fact, in 1948, people use that set a generation, uh, you know, where Jesus would return or, or it was going to be 40 years. And then you had the why Jesus, 88 reasons why Jesus will return in 1988. And now we've gone on, we're on the, the 73rd year. Some of y'all are going to have to figure out what a generation is sooner or later and quit uh, making up new definitions for it. Because eventually that's going to become obsolete unless you're looking at Methuselah or something because human beings no longer live uh, that long. So again, it's not a biblical uh, generation that, that is even being cited there in, uh, in the Word of God. But people take that and they, they've looked at that modern geopolitical construct of Israel and really worshipped it and made an idol of it and thought, hey, if I don't, uh, you know, if I bless the modern uh, geopolitical construct of Israel. I'll be blessed. If I curse it, I'll be cursed. So it's like, it's like you got this little uh, geographical voodoo doll uh, <laughs> or, or, or some sort of, uh, you know, uh, some sort of weird fetish uh, that's a landmass in the Middle East that uh, if I don't go along with everything that their government does to people, if, if I'm not into bulldozing houses and killing women and children, imprisoning people, breaking into their homes in the middle of the night, scaring children, ransacking everything that they have, really just for kicks. And this goes on on a regular basis, okay? If I'm not for that somehow, then I'm going to be cursed. Uh, shoot, no, <laughs> I'm not cursed because he wasn't even talking, okay? Jacob hadn't even, uh, <laughs> wasn't even uh, part of the, uh, the conversation then. And what he was talking about, when God was talking about what, uh, you know, what Darby, Schofield, and uh, Hagee, and LaHaye, and the gang, they, they want to go to Genesis 12, 1 through 3 again and, and tell you that you're cursed if you curse the, the geopolitical uh, construct 
that is apartheid Israel today, and that is not true, all right? Because Abraham's seed, when we go ahead and, uh, I mean, if somebody curses Abraham's seed, they're cursing me, okay? I am Abraham's seed. We are Abraham's seed through Christ, who is that seed, again, singular, and we, plural, are part of Abraham's seed, part of those, those that, that the nations, the children of the entire earth who would be blessed, the universal family blessed through Abraham. And again, that is not limited to one people group, one ethnicity, one religion, one landmass, a small landmass somewhere in the Middle East that God wants us fighting over, okay? He wants people to be able to, all land is holy, but I call it the holy land just because that's that's just the common vernacular, okay? But but there's he does not want us fighting. He wants us peacefully coexisting in the holy land and every other holy land all over the earth in the commonwealth of this prince with God, this Israel. That's what prince with God uh, means, this Israel of God, okay, that is made up again of Jew and Gentile. I'm going to I'm going to pop back into uh, my Facebook screen. Yeah, I'm not a fan of uh, of John Hagee either. Yes, and you're you're right about Jesus' prophecies there, Mario. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, this is such an important topic. Feel free again if you have any questions. If you want to chime in here be more than happy to uh, to have you. Yeah, so good. All right. Okay, all right. And here's something um, very powerful here. You know, in apartheid Israel's Palestinian, Palestinian Christians and Muslims are walled off from hospitals, relatives, their places of worship, their schools, their work, their own farms. They put, these are not just borders between countries. This is, these are psychotic barriers that are placed between people and their livelihoods, between people and their education, between people and their health care, between people and their families, okay? So don't think that this wall is just like the wall between the U.S. and Mexico. It is not, okay? Matter of fact, so much of it just separates Palestinians from Palestinians while you have these uh, high-tech Jewish-only roads and passageways and stolen land that they've created settlements on, okay, that just, that just run uh, rampant there and persecute the people with the... Um, with the assistance of the Israeli occupying force. So this is very important, something that everybody needs to get. I often use the Native American analogy when I'm talking about uh, Palestine. Uh, you know, the, over 2,000 years ago, okay, <laughs> we're, to, we're, we're talking, uh, you know, when uh, Jews were, were, were expelled, <laughs> many, many expelled um, from Jerusalem, and from, from Palestine uh, by the Romans, many were killed. They did not heed the teaching of Jesus, the warnings of Jesus, and they were killed in A.D. 70, as he predicted in Matthew 24, and told people very clearly, but those who did escape to the mountains, 
They escaped to Pella. That's not a futuristic thing to flee to the mountains. That's exactly what they did. And they also, you look in the book of Acts, they sold their houses and lands. They knew that they that all of that stuff was going to be invaded and just scorched and taken over. So they heeded the words of Jesus and, they, and let's say it was a little more uh, communal in sharing everything that they had because they knew that they were going to be a little bit nomadic there as they were traveling to the mountains. And history tells us that's where they went. They went to Pella. But I use this Native um, American analogy to, to say this. Um, it's been over 2,000 years since, since, anyone can, you know, can, since anyone can say that the temple stood there uh, and that this you know, land belongs to the Jews, okay? Um, so people debate that, but I'm also, I also want to say this. There are Palestinians who can trace their roots to the very first Christians, the followers of Jesus who lived in Palestine, okay? This is real stuff. Now, if you think that Palestinians, okay, should be able to be invaded and persecuted and, and tortured and killed and having their kneecaps shot out while they're playing soccer, okay, on a beach somewhere. And, and yes, horrible things are happening and being bombed in such a horrible fashion, being massacred, okay, and persecuted. Let's say this isn't just now, now and then we see these huge flare-ups in the news, but what's happening, they're Israelis are constantly needling the Palestinians, okay? They are constantly the oppressor, the aggressor, the occupier, okay? There are Palestinians with keys to houses that they, they own, okay, that are less than 50 miles from where they live right now, but either they can't get into their house because it was stolen, all right, 73 years ago or less, or it was just completely demolished, so that some, uh, so that some, you know, some a, a convert from Judaism. This is true, okay? From Brooklyn, okay, could has more right to Israeli settlement land, okay, on the West Bank, according to Netanyahu, right, than Palestinian, than the indigenous people. But if you're going to have this argument that well, certain descendants lived there at one time, and even there's different groups of converts, there's. Uh, Ashkenazi Jews, Khazars, there are some that were European converts that don't actually uh, have Semitic blood, okay? And I'm not holding that against anybody. I'm just saying this. It's time for Palestinians to stop paying for Germany and, and the West sins of what they did to the Jews in, uh, in the Holocaust. But if you look again, I'm going to get to this, <laughs> the Native American thing. If you think that the quote, Israelis have a right to plow down people's houses, to steal their land, to burn their olive groves, okay, to persecute them day in and day out because they claim to have had descendants there 2,000 years ago, okay, then you need to look at Native Americans who less than 300 years ago, okay, inhabited our land. They are the indigenous people. So according to that rationale, a Native American should be able to knock on your door with a, if he got his holy book or some notes, whatever he's got, okay, and say, the great spirit said, this was once my land, you need to give it back to me, does it at gunpoint, and evicts you with the help of a military, okay? I don't think you'd be for that. You Second Amendment types that are listening and, and that you're, you stand with Israel, uh, let me ask you this, okay? If a nation invades, let's say Iran invaded us, okay? And uh, 
would you would you fight back if they stole your land if they started stealing united states land incrementally and you were up next would you defend your property okay with all the ammo and stuff that you have or would you or would you just say hey you know it's uh, it's their manifest destiny they're here we're just going to let them have it all right and if they wall you off and in in ghettos and treat you horribly I mean, how would you act? The average red-blooded American, okay, who's pro-Second Amendment, all about defending his rights and turf, okay, is not going to stand for that. You would say there's no way that Jesus is for that. This is not biblical, okay? Um, God gave us this land. Well, you know, I'm here to tell you, you cannot have a double standard with the Palestinians, okay? If you think that Palestinians' houses should be bulldozed and stolen, that they should be oppressed, then Native Americans ought to have every right uh, to steal our houses at gunpoint with, a, with, with their own military, if they ever had one, okay? And to, and to take what's theirs. The rationale doesn't work unless your theology is incredibly perverted. Okay, I said it, and uh, and I mean that with with my whole with my whole heart. If if a Native American said the Great Spirit told me to bulldoze your house, burn your farm, steal your land, uh, unless everything in it's just like I like it, uh, and it's all fully furnished, that you know you need to leave. I'm I'm taking your place. None of y'all would stand for that, and you know it. Okay. In 1948, during the Nakba, the this is this is really an ongoing Palestinian Holocaust paying for the sins of Germany, okay? Uh, Germany could have given uh, the Jews back all of their stuff, all of their land just dispossessed, everyone who took their, their houses and land, Europe could have done that. They didn't do it. Instead, they tried to send the Jews, very anti-Semitic, okay, off to their own place. They didn't want, to, they didn't want them. It was their final solution, just doing what they could to get rid of the Jews. So they sent them to Palestine and Palestinians really accepted the first ones that came with open arms. Uh, and then they started figuring out these people are not just here to coexist. They are here to take over. Okay. They are here to take this land. They think that God gave it to them. And that here's where you have a severe, a severe, uh, um, miscarriage of, of justice, of righteousness. And the lie was, and this is what was perpetuated in the propaganda, was a land with people for a people without land. Okay. And yeah, the land was not without people. The place was Palestine. You can still see coins that said Palestine. There are manhole covers that still say Palestine. You can find many records that say Palestine, okay? And if someone has 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 ancestors that have lived there for thousands of years, even prior to Jesus, okay? Um man, you got to uh, you can't just just say, well, in 1948 it's okay to to just get rid of all these people because thousands of years somebody else uh lived there or we think somebody else lived there. That's that just doesn't work? Would you like to be homeless? Would you like to have everything that you've got just torn down to the ground, burned? Would you like your children just taken from you in the middle of the night? Would you like your houses ransacked? Would you like your farms burned? 
Would you like a wall constructed between you and your workplace, between you and your school, between you and your healthcare, between a hospital where with checkpoints where it's nearly impossible and, and many times to even get through? All right. I mean, this is this is atrocious. Um, so, you know, Israel's uh, claim to be a Jewish democratic state is a preposterous oxymoron, okay? It has to discriminate and maintain, okay, and increase its Jewish population in order to main a, remain a Jewish majority state, all right, which is racist and apartheid in and of itself. What would happen if somebody said, well, you know, uh, America, how, how would some of you Second Amendment uh you know, <laughs> folks uh, who, who don't like Muslims, if someone said that it was going to be a Muslim majority state or any other majority state, okay, uh, that, that's not what states are for. And anytime that you conflate religion with government, you end up in, in some real trouble. I refer anybody who's watching this to the works of Dr. Elon Pape, a uh, Israeli historian, Miko Piled, uh, who is a, a a wonderful speaker and someone who is a, a former Israeli general's son. Uh, you talk about serious Zionists, okay? Uh, Dr. Norman Finkelstein. We're talking about Jewish people who speak out against Israel and against Israeli apartheid, not because they hate Israelis. These people are Israelis, okay? These people are Jewish. That's the thing. They just want peaceful coexistence and they don't want the same thing to paraphrase what Norman Finkelstein says, they do not want the sins of the Germans perpetuated, the same sins that the Nazis perpetuated on the Jews. They don't want the Jews perpetuating that on the Israelis, perpetuating that on the Palestinians. Uh, Rabbi Yisrael David Weiss is another one, okay? You can, uh, he, uh, I have profile pictures with him before, uh, hung out with him a little bit during the American Muslims for Palestine convention in Chicago a couple years ago. Now, this is, this is important stuff, okay? Uh, a Gallup survey in 2015 determined that 65% of Israelis say they're either not religious or convinced atheist, while 30% say they are religious. This is not a religious thing. The, your Christian Zionism is, is would not even exist today if it weren't for Christians in the West supporting it with their horrible doctrine. Okay, Revelation eleven eight. Okay, uh, speaks of natural Jerusalem as Sodom and Egypt. Okay, their dead bodies shall lie in the streets of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. The Apostle Paul likens uh, the natural Jerusalem, okay, to Hagar and Sinai and talks about the spiritual Jerusalem, Abraham's extended family through Christ, okay, as the mother of us all, compares her to, uh, yeah, to Sarah, okay, and, and the real Zion, the new Jerusalem, I mean, according to Orthodox Christian thinking. So this is this is very important. There's so many things, so many more things uh, that I could get into. Just a little tidbit. Did you know that uh, that Germany, the Europeans, had thought about uh, sending the Palestinians to Uganda, okay, before they sent them the unwanted Jewish people? I say unwanted. I, I, I want them. I love them. But they didn't want them. 
they, part of the plan was to send them uh, to Uganda, okay, before they actually went to uh, to Palestine. So look at that. And that's this whole idea of the geopolitical um, construct of Israel uh, really happened before the uh, the Holocaust. Study uh, Theodore Herzl, who's the the father of modern Zionism, Arthur Balfour, the Balfour Declaration, uh, Lord Walter Rothschild. You'll you'll learn a lot uh, about that. Um, and again, this doctrine of Christian Zionism. Um, you know, uh, let me say this before that. Okay, you're again, you're going to have problems anytime you conflate any religion with a bloodline. Old Covenant Israel was comprised actually of a mixed multitude. Look at Jesus' lineage, okay? Look at Solomon, okay? In Jesus' lineage, you're going to find Rahab, Ruth. You've got Moabites, Canaanites. You've got, uh, you got everything, all kind of a mix, okay? So you, got, you think about Solomon and, uh, and all of his wives from all over the place who were, who were living there. And you look at the Egyptians that came out even and joined themselves unto, okay, uh, Moses and uh, and and his people when they when they came out of Egypt. All right. Again, it's a mixed multitude. I'll even tell you this. Remember, remember this. Okay. Next time you think that uh, Jesus is just a white guy. Okay. Um, uh, no. Uh, go back to. Uh, I, I'm reminded that uh, that Moses married a uh, a Cushite, an Ethiopian woman, a, a black lady. Okay. Um, I'm also reminded. Remember Joseph, the story of Joseph in the Bible. Joseph's brothers thought he was what? An Egyptian. Okay. So he was either he was either brown or dark skinned. Okay. But he but he but he didn't look just like, you know, uh, a white dude from Scandinavia. So I'm just just kind of pointing that out because we have these these crazy notions about certain things, and uh, we really need to cleanse our psyche of them. Okay. Uh, let's talk about even the word Semitic that's been hijacked. The word Semitic, look it up in the dictionary, is related to or denoting a family of languages that includes Hebrew, Arabic, everybody say Arabic, and Aramaic, and certain ancient languages such as Phoenician and Akkadian, constituting the main subgroup of the Afro-Asiatic family, okay? It is relating to peoples who speak Semitic languages, okay? Especially Arabic and Hebrew, okay? But again, Somebody like Ivanka Trump can convert to Judaism and go and settle in the West Bank and be giving subsidized housing, uh, free education, free health care, where someone who can trace their, their, <laughs> trace their roots back to that land for thousands of years uh, is not given the right uh, to be treated even as an equal citizen, much less uh, to have what was theirs restored, their houses and lands and fields. And uh, and livelihoods. So this is this is really important stuff to uh, to remember. And again, Palestinians are paying dearly for Germany and uh, Germany's and the West sins. Um. Wow. So if you're going to look at uh, and even the theological popularity of Christian Zionism is rooted in uh, Margaret MacDonald, a young lady in 1830, had a crazy dream. Um, Darby seems to have, uh, you know, uh, concurred, run with it. Um, and then C.I. Schofield, look at his history. Talk about a scoundrel and a con man. And then all of a sudden, this began to be uh, propagated and perpetuated in the West as sound doctrine 
When again, it's not what the what what Jesus taught. It's not what Paul taught. It's not what's taught uh, in the New Testament, and it's not what the Eastern Church has ever taught. Okay, uh, the Eastern Church has never believed in Zionist, futurist, premillennial dispensationalism. It's just never been a thing. Okay, and uh, and again, to believe in uh, Zionist, futurist dispensationalism. One has to sacrifice the Sermon on the Mount and everything that Paul said about the one new man on the altar of their eschatology. Again, if you'd be screaming about things that are happening to the Palestinians, if they were happening to people in any other nation, especially your own, okay, then you need to take a second look at this, okay? Because if your God is genocidal and your God uh, wants to populate um Palestine with as many Jewish people as possible in order, okay, to destroy two-thirds of them and send them to eternal conscious torment. There's nothing more anti-Semitic and demented than that view, okay? And the whole thing, what's going on there with land theft and the genocide that's happening and the apartheid would not be possible without American tax dollars, okay? And all the, the veto power that our country has in the United Nations and in NATO and all of these other uh, governing bodies around the world. So it's really time to stop standing. If you're going to stand with Israel, that means you stand with Jesus and you stand with all mankind. It doesn't mean standing with Netanyahu. And if you do, you're, you're standing with Satan, okay? And you're standing on the wrong side of history. God loves Netanyahu, couldn't love him any more or any less than he does right now because God is love, but he, I believe he hates what he is doing to Palestinians and what the Israelis have done to Palestinians uh, since the beginning of the Nakba in, in 1948. So that's what I have. I'm going to go back here, see if anybody has uh, any questions. Yes, I am. Sister Mary, I am making this uh, public. Uh, this will be, and I'm also going to, uh, I've got this recorded on StreamYard, so it'll be out there for everyone. Uh, I also want to, something that I'm going to do is break it up in segments as well, so that. Um, so that people can digest it uh, bit by bit, okay? And that's right, Mario, my man, Mario Aguila. <laughs> okay, Jesus and the apostles never taught not one word on Christian Zionist beliefs, and that is that is the truth. That is uh, that is the truth. So we're just man. I'm so thankful for you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And uh, I will make this available probably in its uh, unedited format. I'll, uh, I'll load it uh, as a video. And if you want to be tagged in it, I'd be glad to do that or just send you a message and let me know that it's, uh, that it's going out. But it, uh, it will be public. Uh, Margaret, uh, oh, wow. I, I love you so much, sister. Margaret Horner Martinez. I was her when I pastored an institutional church back in the day, I was her pastor. I still serve in a pastoral capacity and, uh, and love you so dearly, my sister. Thank you uh, so much for listening today. Love you too, Mario. Love all you guys. Uh, I'm going to tune out now just for the sake of not prolonging the video, unless someone else has anything to share or any kind of question uh, that they'd like to ask. If not, uh, I'm going to close out. And, uh, and I'll make sure that everybody, uh, you know, gets this. Again, I, I've got to say this. Uh, I, I'm going to close with this, okay? 
There's nothing about this that is anti-Semitic, okay? Palestinians are Semitic, okay? Um, people of, uh, of Hebrew descent are Semitic, okay? There's, there's absolutely nothing anti-Semitic about this. The God that I believe in, okay? The God whom I love, my Jesus, who is love, couldn't <laughs> love Israelis or Palestinians any more than he does right now because he is love. However, he hates genocide. He hates apartheid. He hates people's uh, houses and land, seeing them dispossessed of those things. God is good. God is love. Angela, I'm glad that you've, you've learned a lot. I need to share more on this topic. And uh, Mary uh, and different ones, I challenge you, if you ever want to get on with me, we can talk. This way it could be more of a, a dialogue instead of a monologue. Uh, I really prefer that. And um, those of you, if you're not on, um, oh, what's that, what's that new app? Clubhouse. There's some wonderful discussions it's like if you combine Facebook and Zoom, but it's all audio and you can either listen or raise your hand and they'll, people will let you in the room and you can discuss uh, these different topics. So again, uh, yes, Christine, I do plan on sharing more. God bless y'all so much. I am going to close out the, the broadcast right now. And I plan, I need to be doing this more often, but I want to, if anybody has any questions, uh, please send them to me. If anyone wants to be side by side with me, or we could have six of us here who love people and are tired of seeing what's happening to Palestinians um, and want all people to be blessed and, and to know that they're loved and cared for, then I, then I invite you to, to join me. I do not want this to be a, a talking head thing, and I'd like to continue this. So God bless. I'm tuning out now. Love y'all. Have a great day. Thanks for listening in. Thanks so much for being with us today. If you are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and share with your family, friends, and those who have yet to discover their awesomeness and yours. You can also check us out at lovereimagine.org. Again, no cows were harmed during the recording of this episode.